Okay, um, uh, I make a mo motion that we approve the signing of the meeting minutes of March 8, 2022. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Okay, then we move on to open form. Has anybody signed in for open form? Okay, anything else with open form? All right, then we move on to reports, and we're going to start uh, on top here. We're going to start with our fiscal officer's report, and Ms. Heakin, Caroline Heakin, is on assignment, so we've got our resident care coordinator, uh, acting fiscal officer, and whatever we need her to do, she does it. She rises to the occasion. Uh, Lauren Allison. Go ahead, give us the fiscal office report and we might have a lot of questions. All right, so March is the end of the first quarter of the budget year. The first half settlement of the property tax revenue from the Hamilton County Auditor was deposited in March. This, is, this nearly $2 million set settlement shows in larger fund balances and percentages increases over the prior month. The general fund ending balance is 3,045,930, which was an increase of 10% from February. The restricted fund ending balance is 6727860 which is an increase of 21% since February. And combined, these total funds are $9,773,790, which is an increase of 35% from February. And then um, the revenues for the month of March are 2035902 and the expenses are $359,601. That's a good month. Um, year to date, the total revenues are $2,384,738, and the expenses are $1,123,257. Um, Voter approved levy revenues do not fully cover the cost of the township's public services. JEDSI business revenues supplement the cost of service services that exceed our property tax revenues. Thanks to Columbia Township's success in attracting and supporting businesses, we're able to continue to provide the community with exceptional services at a lower cost. Thank you. Any questions? No. Questions? No questions. All right, what, do we, what do you think we should do next? Ask a question. Whatever you, whatever you think's best, David, I think that's what we do next. <laughs> <laughs> Trust your judgment. And that's a very good answer. I like that. So on that note, we, we move on to the road superintendent's report, Dustin Frazier's report. Do you have any questions about uh, Dustin Frazier's report? I have two quick comments. Okay. Uh, the crews uh, scraped, cleaned, and repainted the retaining wall at Muchmore Park. Uh, we'll be looking for uh, a new artist to uh, paint that um, this year. And then also, uh, Dustin is doing a fantastic job in this, his first year as road superintendent with two road projects at the same time, very uh, complicated road projects because of a number of different variables. And uh, he and I meet uh, in the morning, he goes to the road sites, 
both road projects every morning before I'm in, and then he and I meet in the morning, and then he meets the inspector from JMA at the road site as well, and then every week they have a full meeting with their, the road contractor for development. A lot of moving parts, uh, some changes in the field that result when there are differences between the plans and what is actually in the field when they start to open the ground, and we have to make decisions very quickly on those. And so he's doing a phenomenal job, but very busy, uh, a lot of demand on him. So I wanted to let you know that. We stay on top of everything, and he's coordinating with residents daily about a tree or uh, some other matter, a very hands-on personal uh, relationship with the uh, impacted residents. I'd love to add to that. I talk to residents all the time that see him and have talked to Dustin, and I see him at those sites. He's very present in the community, so it's great to see because we have a lot going on, and he's out there doing a lot of work, and so that's great. Very appreciative. He's hit the ground running, so good stuff. Thanks, Dustin. Okay, uh, that we move on to the administrative report with the always punctual, always concise Ms. Taylor. It's opening day. So it's dry today, but uh, storms are expected, heavy storms are expected tomorrow. And interestingly, we had uh, in the month of March uh, a number of severe rain events. And I want to remind all of you that our crews check all road drainage structures before a major storm and immediately after to make sure all the flood water keeps moving associated with the roads. Uh, I have a picture of uh, a clogged culvert in another community to give you an example of what happens either during a, a heavy storm event when debris is carried and covers a, a drainage structure or when you don't maintain them. And so that's the importance of having a crew going out before and after every storm event. If not, you get that and no water can get through it. I thought it was a pretty interesting picture. Um, in the long report, let me see if I can skip through some things. We had a fantastic um, St. Patrick's Day block party. I'll leave that to the trustees too. Uh, talk about in uh, more detail. I will uh, say that anyone who uh, was afraid of the cold, it was not cold. We had heaters in the street, heaters in the tent, and heaters in the firehouse. So next year, come on out. We are making tremendous progress on the $500,000 NED program, Neighborhood Economic Development Program, and it has uh, we're now in the implementation phase with the two projects. One is the decorative street sign project, and we uh, estimate that we'll have those in by the summer. And on the street tree project, I mentioned in our last month's meeting that we hired a nationally certified arborist and former Great Parks employee, Jerry Frankenhoff, and he is working through uh, identifying, mapping all of the trees it's a multi-step process. I won't go into a lot of detail here, but it's not as simple as ordering trees and sticking them into the ground. We have to map all the existing trees. We have to assess the condition of, which is the health of all the existing trees. Then we have to determine where the utilities are overhead and below ground. So we have to work with underground utility marking organizations to have all utilities under all 700 tree, existing trees marked. And then we have to identify where trees have to come out, where trees could be planted new, what types of species, and then we'll go out and do public engagement. So it's really a very busy project. And I, gave, I give you an example in my report of a screenshot of the app. It's a multi-layer app uh, that we can use on a laptop or on a mobile where all existing trees and locations for proposed trees 
uh, are at a drop, a, a touch of a finger, and it brings up the address, it'll bring up the utilities, it'll bring up the condition of the trees. So as a result of this project, which really focused on adding new trees to beautify our neighborhoods, what we're going to end up with is a complete digital street inventory. Every tree at the touch of a finger by the property it is in front of, the health of the tree, whether the tree needs to be monitored or the tree is healthy, and uh, where there is space for new <coughs> trees depending on locations of utilities. And so it's a fascinating um, process and a lot of different layers uh, to uh, to the app and Jerry brought all of that to us. We would not have been able to do that on our own. Can I ask a quick question? Will this will this be public information yes. that people can access at yes, some point? Yes, we will bring it all forward. We probably will do early to midsummer. we'll do the public engagement where uh, all of the neighborhoods that voted for street trees will be invited to uh, a town hall and we will have um, storyboards posted that show their neighborhoods and their homes and whether the tree that is in front of their home if there is one is recommended to stay there or if it's recommended to come out or if there's not one there if one is recommended to go in and if it cannot the reason why shallow underground utilities low hanging overground overhead utilities or some other reason like that uh, and they will be able to look at Jerry's suggested tree planting options if they are eligible for that and pick from that. So it'll be a really interesting, we'll make it a, a really interesting um, great. neighborhood type event. Madison Place Firehouse, we actually made uh, a, a, a leap in moving toward about 95% plan completion. We should be through with plan com completion at the end of the month. We had some delays on the professional services side and they are all now back in the saddle. Uh, Hamilton County Commissioners last Thursday approved a new housing project with eight single-family homes in what we call the Street Tree neighborhood, which at some point will have a new name. Uh, and uh, so Orchard, Elm, Pear, Beach area. And as a result of extensive public engagement with that neighborhood, the existing neighbors, over the, new, the proposed new eight homes with WP land, we learned and we agreed to uh, support the neighborhood and uh, I know that several of you are involved in, in many of those meetings. The neighborhood has a history as the originally settled Plainville area and is interested in documenting that history and perhaps even having historical name on new street signs and we're working on that. We've hired a um, historic uh, preservation consultant uh, Beth Sillabarger, who is working with the neighborhood now directly to help them collect historical resources and consider uh, how they want to archive those and even looking at the option for some type of a historical designation for the neighborhood or at least a historic uh, inventory uh, opportunity for the neighborhood. The, neighbor, uh, the neighbors also asked us through the public hearing process to uh, assist with some traffic calming in the neighborhood and so we have our traffic engineer who has started working on that and um, so uh, a lot's going to be happening as the new project will start mid-summer probably new mid-summer and then we'll be working on the existing neighborhood conditions at the same time we have the new homes going in um, I don't I, I'll pass on the little Miami uh, district uh, we all know that the reorganization was effective uh, beginning of last month Quick note on energy aggregation, residents continue to call us, mostly Lauren, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
uh, to report that there are still a lot of independent energy suppliers that are not being truthful telling residents that the status of their gas or electric accounts when they are with our aggregation program are either ending or have been dropped. This is all misinformation and I want to remind everybody uh, Columbia Township does not make any changes to our aggregation program until it is time for the gas contract or the electric contract to be renewed which is generally only every year or every two years. If we ever were to notify residents, it's only in writing with Columbia Township letterhead. Uh, your service will never be interrupted. If anyone tells you that if you do not do something with them on that call or at that door knock, that your service will be interrupted, they are lying. There's no service interruption. Even when we move from one electric or gas supplier to another, it is completely seamless. It is all on paper. Our current, as a reminder, our current gas supplier is IGS, which stands for Interstate Gas Supply. And Dynagy is our electric provider. And the new gas contract is not in, uh, due until October of this year, and the new electric contract is not due until August of next year. So every, all the noise that is going on right now by all of the marketers hawking their programs are, uh, have nothing to do with our neighbors, our residents needing to make any changes to our program. Stay strong, stay on the program. Um, on parks, paths, and roads, on the next extension of the Little Miami, uh, Columbia and Great Parks and Marymount are working with ODOT to extend Little Miami Trail from where we extended it in 2020 to Walton Creek. Uh, we will extend it completely through Columbia to Marymount with these next phases. And I dropped a snapshot for you to show you the uh, some of the alternatives that are being considered. Ideally, you want the trail to stay along the river as long as you can. There is a section where river trail uh, extension will not be feasible due to a steep topography and um, housing and other structures in the way. At that point, it has to be moved up to Wooster Pike and become a sh uh, dedicated, protected, shared path. And then the bottom section is a proposed alternative for the path once it moves into Marymount around the backside of Marymount Library now that the new uh, access for the high school is open. So that's a process that will continue all year and will involve all of those parties and will have extensive public engagement in Columbia and Marymount involving uh, Great Parks and uh, the trustees and the Village Council and uh, others as well. Uh, Marymount, uh, much more park, excuse me, much more park is still closed. We have assessments being done on the condition of the hillside movement as well as the erosion on the creek bank of Walton Creek. I have more information on the feasibility of redeveloping that park uh, in a few months. I mentioned earlier that we have Buckingham Place and Cambridge West uh, road, construct road construction projects are underway. The first phase of the project has been completed Greater Cincinnati Water, for Greater Cincinnati Water Works line replacements, and then the actual road uh, reconstruction begins next. Both projects should be completed, depending on weather, by the end of July, and we continue to publish timely updates, Lauren and I do, 
uh, with Dustin look at weekly potential weekly updates if something merits that. Uh, the next phase of finalizing our 10-year road priority plan that I've brought up before that we started late last year is now we have a draft priority ranking of the next roads that should be repaired based on the road conditions. Now we move into what's called the feasibility stage where we determine if what we're planning on doing to replace the roads is actually feasible and because most of the roads are in the Madison Place neighborhood, which is a low-lying area at the foot of Indian Hill, we need to look at whether the roads in their size and their placement have the capacity to handle the stormwater that will be captured in the new road drainage systems due to increasing overland flooding from uphill and restricted downstream capacity in MSD and Hamilton County stormwater systems. So we're doing that and uh, we actually have the first phase for a consultant contract on the agenda tonight so I'll talk about that more then. And uh, the Plainville, I don't believe it was last month but the, the new Plainville crosswalk at uh, Grace is functional and flashing, push that button, <coughs> look both ways, cross with care but cross with yes. confidence. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to leave since Dustin Montgomery is here this quarter to talk about our businesses. I'm not going to go through my business section. Are there any, any questions for me? No, I think the St. Patrick's Day party, I congratulate you, Lauren, Kim, Dustin, and the whole gang for, you know, getting through the weather and putting on a great, great, great event. Probably the best event we've ever had. Maybe not the best attended because of the cold weather, but uh, I was pleasantly surprised how many people attended and how fantastic it really was. So kudos to all you guys. I'll just add, that's an amazing report. You skipped over a lot of stuff and for time reasons. Time. <laughs> and there's this unbelievable amount of work that's being done in this township. When you read through this report, and so kudos to everyone, especially your, you and your team. That is, that is amazing how much work is being done. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for that. And yeah. I forgot to mention that the uh, two-year audit began <laughs> for Columbia as well as the JEDSI. So that's going to be another <coughs> seven, eight-month um, demand on our time. But we'll make Just it through. Add it to the list. Get through. Add it to the list. <laughs> okay. And speaking of Dustins, we get two mm. Dustins on our team, two fantastic, <laughs> wonderful Dustins. And uh, in addition to Dustin Frazier, we have Dustin Montgomery uh, to talk about the economic development that's going on in Columbia Township. So, Dustin, it's all yours. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you for coming. Um, well, if you didn't hear or didn't get a chance to see in the report, um, HCDC had a name change. Uh, we are now Alloy Development Co., uh, we went through a branding um, uh, strategy with the company and, and determined that uh, everything that we do required a, a name that basically aligned with our, our mission for, you know, working with our businesses and our communities. And if you know what an alloy is, then you can understand that you're stronger uh, together and better. So we will continue to be the economic development office for hamilton county and as always a resource to um, our communities um, and our businesses um, <clears throat> we continue to offer the same programming as we did before to assist uh, small businesses and we also have some new programming coming up 
um, to assist small businesses. Um, I think the biggest takeaway um, continues to be that retail space across the township continues to fill up um, with new tenants. Um, over the next few months, you're going to see a number of new tenants um, open up on Wooster Pike, have a new coffee shop, have a new bakery, a new bike, electric bike shop. So it continues to be a hub of activity for entertainment, uh, which is a huge asset to the community and to the township. Um, and, and seeing that continual positive turnover, we also saw that um, Ridgewater Plaza um, has, has sold, but actually this time the good news about that is it's sold to a local real estate development group. So there's a lot of, I think, positive interest there in seeing some, some change as we've, as we've spoken to them. So um, hopefully there'll be some really positive things to announce uh, in the future, but nothing in the interim other than that was shared in a business career article that they're gonna clean up the property, um, uh, do some enhancements to the signage um, and uh, and just continue to fill up the facility uh, with with good tenants. And that's the shopping center that is uh, adjacent to the Lowe's. That's correct. Yeah, the the Lowe's was not part of the sale. They own their own uh, their own pad, but everything else um, around there, as well. Um, who who bought it? It is a, a local group. Con. Uh, Covcore. Covcore Real Estate Investment. Based in Covington. The group in Covington. Yeah. Uh, Nice gentleman that I that we that we spoke to. So again, very enthusiastic about what are, they're hoping to accomplish there. So Great. again, more good news for the township. Hopefully, some facade improvements, parking lot improvements, signage improvements. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, and 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 that's really all I wanted to highlight in terms of key things and, and key trends. But if you have any questions about the report, I would be happy to answer those. It is fascinating how some of these retail places like the Marymount Promenade. <coughs> You know, historically, it's been an unanchored strip center that's been pretty big and hard to keep tenants in. But you know, with the success of Ace Hardware, I think being the biggest catalyst of a slight anchor in Mango Tree and some of the other tenants that do a great job in the Jersey Mike's operators are great guys, great great operators. Just amazing the momentum that's built there, and with the bike store and then um, Cervantes is going to be a great addition too. Absolutely, you've got um, Magic Walks mainstay so. It's amazing what they've been able to do. Yeah, and you know, there's been a lot of, um, you there's know, no drive-throughs and no anchors. Right, and the community has seen a lot of new turnover in um, new investment in real estate, um, homes, new homes being built, renovations being built. So there's and there, so there's a lot of um, you're tapping into a lot of that demographic by locating there in those spaces that isn't available anywhere else to get to that demographic in the, in, in the township. I'll ask you a question. You can punt if you'd like, because I didn't prep you for this. Um, I feel like we're really thriving in Columbia Township, especially along that Wooster Pike corridor. You have insight into what else is happening in Hamilton County. Is, is, is that similar? Is that trend similar across the county where, um, because I thought with the condition of the economy and inflation and the challenges we've had over the past two years that, that we wouldn't we would have a lot more open and available real estate and we don't. It's, what are you seeing kind of beyond Columbia Township? Well, Columbia Township has a lot of, of retail. Mm -hmm. So it, and they for, all, size. It, for for your size. Yes. And and but you also have 
you either in your community or neighboring your community, you have high demographics um, with, with income and also home values. Um, so those retailers are trying to tap into that. Other communities who, who have a lot of office real estate, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to see some of that turnover mm -hmm. maybe converted from office into some mixed-use development, into mm -hmm. apartments because you have some employers that have significantly cut back on their on their local so some communities don't fully know the impacts that they're mm -hmm. going to have because we, we haven't gotten through the actual tax season yet for for the previous year um, and so it's kind of a waiting game to see how many residents will not residents but those who are working in the communities are going to put in those reports to get their refund back because they're you know they're now working from home so some of that impact is yet to be determined but other communities um, hasn't quite seen the positive impacts and also it was a benefit that the township and the trustees supported your your um, your hard hit uh, restaurants that didn't have um, those drive-throughs yep. not every community was able to create programs to support them in the really lean times so some of that's helped keep some of those and retain those businesses instead of you know shuttering Thank you. And it's funny you say that, but uh, you do see a lot of the momentum and the hope and everything else it built when we did some of those programs. So I think it it, it, it was more magnified and really helped out a really tough time. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Kudos to everybody that was a part of putting that together. And Melissa, you hit the ground running and, and putting that all together. So kudos to you. That said, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And yeah, I thought it was a great question, Brian, and I thought it was a great answer. So. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. All right, now we move on to the police report with Paul Neighbor. Uh, basically, over the last, uh, last month, we really haven't had much going on in Columbia Township that, uh, to speak of, except a lot of accolades going on uh, around the area. Uh, the officers that are working in Columbia Township and in Silverton from the District 4 area uh, have been receiving a lot of commendations last month. In part due to this recent training that they've been to, um, it's called Active Bystanders in <coughs> Law Enforcement, and uh, the general gist of Active Bystander for Law Enforcement training is to de-escalate situations by reminding each other, meaning reminding officers to officers, reminding each other to uh, settle down when things get a little bit heated. Uh, that gives one of my junior officers the ability to talk to me and say, I think you're getting heated, you need to step away from this situation, and vice versa. There's no rank structure when it comes to discussing this able training. As a result, seven of our officers last, uh, uh, it was in January when the incident occurred, but seven of the officers out of our district, or out of our surrounding agent, the, pardon me, deputies between Sycamore Township Silverton and Columbia Township all participated in mutual aid in a, in a particular incident. It was a traffic stop, whereas those seven officers were commended for their ability to de-escalate a situation involving a mental health uh, person with mental health issues. I don't recall bringing this up last month, but uh, it was a really interesting deal where uh, a person was stopped for a routine traffic stop. In the stop, uh, was, the man was yelling, screaming, hollering, cussing, and in 26 years of law enforcement, I've never seen anything like it before in my entire life. I couldn't believe how well the officers handled themselves, therefore I put them in for accommodation. As a result, one of the officers received a divisional accommodation, which is one of the highest accommodations our department awards. So it was very good, very happy to see that. And then 
slingshot back to this past month where there was a shooting incident that was involved in Montgomery Kenwood Road in Sycamore Township. Again, mutual aid, we all worked together, the deputies working in concert together. We're able to apprehend the suspect, uh, treat the, the, the shooting victim in this case, a man was shot during the incident, and um, effect an arrest pretty much all right on the scene, all before the detectives could even rally to even get there to fully finish the uh, complete investigation. So a lot, of, a lot of good things as far as our officers are concerned. Uh, the other thing that I want to bring up and uh, iterate again is the DEA's National Drug Take Back that's going to occur on uh, April 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's going to be held at the, um, uh, the District 4 um, location on Montgomery Road, 6943 Montgomery Road. Uh, that's where people are invited to bring their used prescription drugs and other dangerous drugs up there to be disposed of properly so that you know, the water streams and everything else are not affected negatively. So uh, other than that, that's all I've got for the report. Okay. Any questions about the report? We have the DEA take back um, on a Facebook, ready to go oh, for okay, a Facebook good. Fantastic. Fantastic. We do that every year. Okay. Well, I mean, congratulations for that commendation to your officers. I mean, showing restraint in situations like that I can't imagine the training and how, so, I mean, amazing. I was job. amazed myself. I'm yeah. telling you, I looked at this video, <laughs> the body cam footage, yeah. and my jaw was on the ground. And one particular officer, the officer that made the traffic stop, just completely stepped himself out of it before other officers were there to back him up. Well, and another officer took the lead in uh, uh, Corporal Josh Fye is the one that received the divisional accommodation. He's assigned down here in Columbia Township, and he did a phenomenal job of being able to de-escalate de the gentleman where it just ended up he got it, received a citation. Ten years ago, he would have been arrested, handcuffed, possibly a use of force would have been involved, and none of that occurred. And it was all due to Corporal Fye's uh, amazing uh, way to communicate with this gentleman and connect with him in such a way that he could at least talk him to a point where uh, the gentleman even said he was bipolar schizophrenic in the traffic stop uh, and was very afraid because there was numerous amounts of officers there, which was self-generated when he started screaming and yelling at the officer. Right. But, you know, all, uh, Corporal Fye really brought it down to incredible. It was awesome. Very proud. Great stuff. Great to hear. Okay, uh, that we move on to the fire reports, and I will. We got two distinguished guests out in the audience. I don't know if we turn the camera on them. We have both of our fire ch our chiefs, and um, Chief Denny Meter from Deer Park Silverton, and Chief Mike Sif Sifke from uh, Little Miami Fire District. So welcome, I'll welcome. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Brian Lamar to talk a little. Well, huh. You have something to say? Yeah. Real quick. Uh, I just wanted to let the uh, community know that my intentions are to be here for the monthly meetings. And if I can't be here, one of my uh, other officers will be here. Uh, we want to make sure that we're working closely with Columbia Township. Now that we have the new section that we're working for, we just want to make sure that we're here for residents. So if there's any questions, uh, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, we're more than happy to, to work through anything that's going on. Uh, but we're real excited to have this opportunity to, to serve uh, that community. So again, you'll see our faces here from uh, month to month. So just want to let you know. That is great to hear. Thank you. Thank you. That's so nice to hear. Thank you. Uh, that I'm going to hand it over to Brian Lamar to talk about the fire districts. Did you, Chief? Did you have any? Actually, okay. I, Let's start with them for the same purpose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since uh, I'm new to the district, and as I mentioned a month or so ago, 
Um, I didn't want to put you on the spot. Otherwise, <laughs> I, would I would allow you to speak. I just, I, just to be f be clear. However, I'm doing the exact same thing because yeah. of uh, being new to the uh, to the fire district since uh, December. Actually, uh, I will be more present. Uh, you'll see our folks out there more uh, doing more public safety, more public education, and stuff like that. So they they do more than just fire EMS. I just want to share that. And as well as Chief Meter, uh, we're all partners with Columbia Township, so we'll be here, be more visible. And the only thing I want to add is as we started to uh, spring, um, public safety announcement, be cognizant of all the bike riders, bicycle mm -hmm. riders. Mm -hmm. As we are motorists, we want to drive uh, with due regards and uh, be cognizant of a lot of bicycle riders out there. So other than that, glad to be here. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And I do think it's great for all, even the Hamilton County Sheriff, everybody to go out there and do some community engagement. It's part of some of the things we do when we do some of our community events. You don't want to just have us all being seen when we're up for a levy or up for, you know, an election or what have you. So I think we should challenge each other. And Lauren, maybe you could help them as well as far as when yeah. we have some of these events to... Um, to just make sure we get you guys out and involved. And I know you guys have done some of them, but I'm just saying to constantly challenge how we can get involved in the neighborhoods and and really be a part of the, part of the community. Um, go ahead. That, that's what I was going to talk about was um, engagement in the community, and that's what I love about all three of the gentlemen that are here. Mm -hmm. And um, Chief Sifke was at our St. Patrick's Day mm -hmm. event with his family. He lives a little far away. And I drug residents to introduce to him. I'm not sure if I made him real awkward or uncomfortable, but I drug residents to meet him. It was zero degrees. when you missed the speaking engagement? That was the Irish dancer. That was the Irish dancer. That's right. I missed that. I also took a picture. He was busy working. But I appreciate him and his family making the trip to be involved in the community and introducing themselves. And the chief meter, he had representatives there as well. There were dear. Park Silverton, members of that fire department at that St. Patrick's Day event. Lieutenant Lieutenant, Lieutenant was there as well. And so we had the brass. We had all of them there. And we, if you come to community events, they're very accessible. Mm -hmm. And you can meet them, might meet their family, might meet other members mm -hmm. of our incredible fire departments and sheriff's department. Um, so I really appreciate the involvement in the community. And I wanted to mention that. Um, and we ha will have an open house. So if you live in the Ridge Fire District, we'll be having a, a, an open house later this summer where you can come and have a little fun in the fire department. And I will be there because I am always amazed at the pretty fire trucks like I'm a little kid again. And so bring your kids, bring your families. You'll get to kind of go climb on them. We might have a little bit of food and drinks. Um, but more to come on that, you'll get plenty of notification on that and so that's really all I wanted to mention great yeah. that, that that's your phone the fire for fire okay, yeah, yeah for yeah. the fire report okay so any questions about the little Miami fire report and the well I should say the fire reports in general any questions okay that we move on to trustee reports uh, Susan do you have any report Brian I wanted to promote um, you know, years ago, I, I learned that we had had a flying pig party in Columbia Township, and uh, I wasn't aware of that, but we are having another one. We're going to call it our inaugural one. It's May 1st. This is a postcard. If you live in Madison Place, you probably already received this postcard right here with a beautiful pig on the front and a couple pigs, including myself, on the back. <laughs> I wrote a little note to the Madison Place residents, and you sh should have got that this week. But on May 1st, that's a Sunday, the Flying Pig Marathon will be going through down Murray Avenue. 
um, quite a bit of Columbia Township right on the southern border. And so I, I know the people in Madison Place have known that for years. But we're, we'll have um, kind of a watching party at the firehouse on Murray Avenue. We'll have, it won't be a huge event. You can kind of stop by, um, cheer on the runners. We might have a beverage and a little bit of food for you. Um, we sent out the postcard primarily to Madison Place residents because it's kind of hard to get to with the road uh, traffic, road closures. Um, most of the southern end, um, the roads are closed. So if you live in Williams Meadow, it's kind of hard to get to um, Madison Place to watch it in that area. If you live in Ridgewood or in that area, you can come watch it. We'd love to have you. You're more than welcome to come. It's just hard to park. You can't park at the fire station on Murray. You'll probably have to park within Madison Place and one of the side streets. But it's from 7 to 11 a.m., May 1st. Um, I'm really excited to be there. I think we'll have a lot of representatives there as well. Uh, it's our first year doing it, and but year two is when the real party starts, when we have the firehouse in completion. Mm -hmm. and, um, but this year is just kind of a trial run, to, and we'll be planning for next year, so stop by. Aren't you having a, a pig there? The rumor is there's going to be a live pig there. Now, whether it's wearing wings to fly, I don't know, but we're partnering, I think, with a rescue shelter um, to have a pig there. Uh, now, we're going to protect it from the bacon area. I'm not sure how that... <laughs> <laughs> We've got to work on logistics. <laughs> we're in the middle of the pig yeah. and the bacon. <laughs> but, <laughs> for the children to come, we'll have picture-taking ability with the pigs. I think it's, it's, it's really... Um, amazing event it's motivating when you see people running the marathon and achieving their it dreams and, and strangers cheering them on so i'm going to cheer on some strangers that day really pumps up your us. energy and so yeah. the, i'll reiterate it's open house yeah. uh tailgate t-a-i-l which i thought was really cute yes so anytime from 7 a.m to 11 a.m you can pop in pop out uh, and the firehouse, even if the weather is not great, the firehouse will be open because we have not started construction yet. So there will there will be shelter uh, with with the pig, with the uh, beverages, with the breakfast um, refreshments as well. Great stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's all I have. Thank you. That we move on to communications. Any questions mm -hmm. about the communications? Uh, I just have a comment on one article, and then of course we have our we have our Facebook series that Lauren uh, manages. Uh, phenomenal posts uh, before events, after events. Whenever we do the Columbia podcast, great things are happening in Columbia Township, and specifically the current podcast, which features the uh, Columbia makers. She does a really nice profile on those uh, as well. So if you're not on Facebook. Um, or on our Facebook. We invite you to join. Uh, we don't do too much. We don't do too little. We do uh, just some really cool posts. Then there was a feature. I thought it was really interesting. It was in black and white. It was a photograph of 50 West and Third Eye, which are both brewers. And it reminded me of the 1930s movies, 20s, 30s, during Prohibition. Um, with uh, the gear that everyone was wearing and the different implements that they were using. And th this is a first in Ohio collaboration on a beer, and it is named Eye on the Road. So 50 West Brewery being the road part and then Third Eye being the eye part, I thought that was really clever as well. But this is moving more toward the tropical notes, and I thought this was interesting. It is the uh, first beer made by an Ohio craft brewery to use Phantasm, which apparently is very 
rare and difficult to get, and Phantasm is the dried must of Marl Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc grapes. So I moved here from California, so the whole wine culture there. So I thought that was fascinating. So doing something really interesting because, as you know, in the brewery business, we just had Bobby on last month with the uh, Columbia Makers podcast, and he talks about it's a constant reinvention because people get used to something and they want something new. And so this is a really interesting collaboration, the first in Ohio uh, with these two brewers and using this this uh, particular ingredient. So I just wanted to call that out as a special uh, communication. And congratulations to them. Okay. Great stuff. Um, okay, now we move on to resolutions and we're going right back to Melissa. Okay. <clears throat> The first resolution is a one reading only. It's a supplemental, supplemental resolution for new contracts or new projects that were not part of the original budget last year. To supplement resolution 2157-2021, Columbia Townships 2021 annual appropriation and supplemental appropriation 2213-22. Uh, do you have any questions on that? So this is a first one reading only. I've read the title of the resolution. May I have a motion <coughs> and a second to pass? So moved. A second. Roll <coughs> call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. The resolution is adopted and in effect. Susan, <coughs> do you want water? Are you okay? The next resolution is a first reading only. There'll be no vote. This is establishing a new tax increment financing district at Walton Creek. So Christian Dial will be uh, uh, building, starting this summer, a new specialty apartment complex uh, due to the proximity to the Little Miami Trail and 50 West. And uh, we are putting into place whenever we have a com new commercial development, we have the opportunity to put a tax increment financing district in place, which allows us to capture new property tax revenues from the site to use for public infrastructure and public uh, works, public services. And so this is a first reading for establishing that district. The notice goes to the school district and to the joint vocational district and then we will have a uh, notifying them of the TIF. It is not a 100% TIF so it would not uh, trigger school uh, payments. Uh, so they will receive, the schools will continue to receive payments under this TIF. Uh, so we will, I'll bring this back for a second reading in May. Do, you, do we have any questions on that? Okay. The next five resolutions, or four, sorry, all have uh, a vote associated with them. Authorizing an agreement with Strand Associates for engineering services for a stormwater evaluation of Madison Place and Old Wooster Road as part of Columbia Township's road improvement priority planning authorizing the administrator to enter into agreement with Strand Associates and dispensing with the second reading. I mentioned earlier during my administrator report with the road priority 10-year capital improvement plan, we uh, moved from the initial planning, what I call racking and stacking, to the feasibility of actually rebuilding the roads. And because of the increases from climate impacts in the volume of water that comes 
uh, from rainfall directly on the road as well as water that comes from overland uh, stormwater movement because we have certain areas of the community that are low-lying. We uh, need to bring on a stormwater expert to do uh, field assessment and stormwater modeling and then factor in um, for the road planning what type of drainage systems could be feasible in our road projects and this will authorize me to enter into a contract with Strand Associates which is a national firm which has a Cincinnati practice and has done some really amazing projects in the Cincinnati region for not to exceed $39,300 and then I have a copy of the proposal that details all of the services that they'll provide in that it will probably uh, this would not take effect until next month and it would probably take the majority of summer and part of fall for them to move through this process any questions to that okay so I've read the title may I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading so moved second roll call mr. Lamar yes mr. Kubicki yes Ms. Hughes. yes may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution so moved Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Gubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Thank you. The can, can I make a comment on that? Yes, please. Um, you know, the reason I got involved in Columbia Township as a trustee started with flooding in Madison Place. And I was concerned about it, and a lot of people in Madison Place are concerned about it. Um, and, and the Wooster, Wooster Road area as well. Um, and this study, I think, is one of the best decisions okay. we have made in order to look at long-term effects of flooding, simulations and modeling, future year, looking way into the future for the neighborhood of Madison Place. And so I am so happy that we're doing this. I hope the residents of yeah. Madison Place see that we are not just talking about flooding. We've done a lot of substantive things in the past couple of years, since just since I've been on board. and. A lot of things happened before I was on board uh, mm -hmm. to try to do things to stop Mother Nature. And that's the key here. We're trying to stop Mother Nature, right? right. Um, if, if we had to rezone Madison Place, I don't know, I'm not sure if it would exist. Today um, so I'm so happy for this, and I hope the residents understand that we're thinking, and it won't happen overnight. We're, we're doing a study, and out of that study, there might be some decisions that are made to help long-term uh, flooding and so I hope the residents understand that so I would like to add and I appreciate you saying that because you reminded me of something that I, I didn't hit on even though the focus of this is for uh, informing us on the road improvements uh, strand will be mapping all private and public existing stormwater systems which include roads but it also includes private stormwater systems for example at Good Shepherd Montessori mm -hmm. there are two people on two properties on Buckingham that have private storm systems that take water from Indian Hill <laughs> and move it down and uh, by having all of this mapped we will be able to not only look at what we can and cannot do in terms of road stormwater drainage capacity but also we will have a map of where all the private systems are so that we can do outreach with the owners about the condition of their private structures and their responsibility for maintaining them and if there is a need for any types of upgrades because if their systems aren't maintained 
then it causes stormwater to overwhelm their systems and flood onto their neighbors, flood onto the streets. So it's not just a Columbia Township flooding matter, it is uh, a, a interconnected series of utility infrastructure, stormwater infrastructure, public infrastructure, and private infrastructure. And it, it's just not known that there are all these different moving parts, and so this is going to map and then it's going to model, and then it's going to make some recommendations. So it, it'll, and, and there will be uh, public uh, involvement at the end when we get the recommendations back. We can go to a town hall and share that information because it'll be part of the road prioritization final, final report discussion. Awesome. Good to Thank help. you for that. <clears throat> okay, next resolution, authorizing the administrator to accept a proposal and purchase decorative street and stop signs and installation services from CLEAM Incorporated for Neighborhood Economic Development Program, NED, and dispensing with the second reading. This is on the decorative street sign voters choice project. The purchase of the decorative designer gorgeous street signs from the vendor uh, and um, it already was authorized uh, the expense of the 500,000 was already authorized under by the trustees under the NED program last year but each time we go to a specific vendor to do an install or a purchase we come back to you and ask for that approval and so this uh, proposal allows us to enter into this contract with CLEAM for the decorative street signs they're really beautiful do you have any questions? Nope. Okay, I've read the title. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? So moved. Second roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. May I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So moved. Second roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kubicki? Yes. Ms. Hughes? Yes. Almost there. <laughs> Two more resolutions. The next resolution, we are recommending uh, reappointing Mike Lemon as special advisor to the Board of Trustees from July 1 through December 31 of this year, dispensing with the second reading and authorizing the terms of the appointment. There are no changes to this contract other than it's a six-month extension of Mr. Lemon's current contract. He has been, as you know, uh, we've talked about many times in this meeting, invaluable to us in our reorganization of the Little Miami Fire District in 2020 and in 2021. And this year he is working with us, with Chief Sifke and with uh, Fairfax uh, and the trustees on uh, next steps to strengthen the uh, financial future of the Little Miami Fire District. And so we'd like to bring him on for another six months. And I would also like to say that he, um, you know, as a, as a reminder of um, his leadership abilities, he was offered the interim Silverton Village Manager position uh, with Tom Carroll's uh, relocation to the Washington DC area for a larger community while Silverton looks for a permanent full-time replacement. So we uh, have a great close relationship with that community as well, especially through the fire district. And uh, so we're pleased with Mr. Lemon for that and um, would like to continue his services for an additional six months. Do you have any questions? No, I would just any comments? add to that is just we now have all the information we never had in all the years that mm -hmm. the Little Miami Fire District has been on. Mike has brought so much light shining on all right what do we define what we're dealing with and then what's the path to success 
he's been completely invaluable and it's amazing that we haven't had this intelligence for decades and it's just it's it's amazing so anybody out there that would be even critical of us bringing Mike Lemon along um, I think all the people that have been there for a long long time mayor Fairfax mm -hmm. certainly the council and the people that have been there historically can can look and say we now know exactly what everything costs exactly what we need to do to bring things you know put them in a better situation so very good stuff and I know he's been very complimentary of Chief Sifke working with him and I just think we've got great things happening in the future and I, I'm, I'm optimistic we're gonna have some fun mm -hmm. so um, good stuff yeah, so I've read this I'm oh, sorry go ahead I'm, I'm sorry the level of detail he's providing and we could show you so many Excel complicated cell Excel sheets mm -hmm. um, with all these different scenarios he'll show us scenarios we'll ask more questions we'll come back and give us more options and um, looking at a long-term stability is the key of this mm -hmm. and we have a lot of options and so the kudos to him and he's so valuable he's brought us the intelligence yeah. we now understand everything which is just amazing so and it's amazing as you see as we go for a path to the future how many other fire departments operate and don't have don't really have a handle on what we have now have a handle on with little miami so it's amazing stuff good stuff that said i guess we make a motion to approve i'll make a motion to approve do i hear a second motion and a second to dispense with the second reading okay there you go sorry First. okay <laughs> clarify okay motion to do what she just said <laughs> do i hear a second i'll second that roll call Mr. Lamar. yes Mr. yes and just to be clear, we, we all know who's boss here, too, by the way. <laughs> she always usurps my, my authority. Yeah, one so. hour, once a month. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. So. Okay, I also need a motion and a second to pass the resolution. What should we do? I need a motion and a second to pass the okay. resolution. Uh, so moved. moved. Second. Roll oh. call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Yes. Yes. Final resolution. Uh, this is a second reading. We discussed this at our March meeting. Uh, it speaks back to the first resolution on establishing a Walton Creek TIF, which is a new TIF. This was an existing TIF uh, on, Woos on uh, Wooster, around the corner from Walton Creek. And uh, it originally was very strict in terms of the different uses for public uh, infrastructure, and we're simply broadening the eligibility for us to use it for other public infrastructure and public works projects than it originally was anticipated for. Um, so we had a full discussion last time. Do I have any questions this time? No questions for me. Okay, so this is a second reading. We don't do these very often. I better find some notes. Uh, <laughs> let me just do it off the cup. Uh, may I have a motion and a second to pass the resolution? So move. Awesome. Roll call. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kubicki. Yes. Yes. Yep. The resolution is passed, and that was the last resolution. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, <clears throat> I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Yes. Yes. I make a motion to for the signing of the minutes and resolutions. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Dubicki. Yes. Ms. Hughes. And. Yes. 
I make a motion that we adjourn. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar, yes. Mr. Yes. Third. Yes. Thank you. Go, go Reds. <laughs> <laughs>